today too. And we look forward to seeing you in person very soon. Go ahead and get situated. Sit by someone new tonight if you want. Switch it up. Yes. We have a few announcements this morning, and then we'll go ahead and get started worshiping our king. A um, couple short announcements. So the first one, very important one, though, um, we're going to offer water baptisms again this year. So if you've never done that and you want to, we do that right here. Um, you can sign up in the back, and you can come speak to Kylan if you have any questions. I'm sure he'll answer all of those for you. Um, simply just an outward expression of something that's changing in your heart, what Jesus is doing. So that's in the scriptures, and certainly we want to help you if you want to do that. Um, we have sign-ups for the sound team as well. I think they're, are they in the back? Okay. Yeah. If you have an interest in that, or if you have a skill in that, any talents, please come and sow your seed. <laughs> We'd be happy to have you. There's a sign-up. You can also ask Kylan if you have any questions. Um, we would love for you to join that dream team here at church. And lastly, we're going to have our VBS this year. Oh, I'm so excited. So our theme is Fort Courage, Making Kids Strong for God's Army. Yes. And we're all in God's army, right? But don't you want your kid to be, learn about that? Don't you want your kid to like, pick up those weapons now and like, be better at wielding them than you? Like, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be, sorry, bear with me. Um, June 26th through the 28th, so that's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we're going to have some, there'll be a lesson every day, and we'll have crafts, and games, and snacks, and prizes, so come on down, we're going to do something for the older kids too, so that portion is preschool through fifth grade, and then we're going to have a youth camp, which is July 21st through the 23rd, and that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So they're not going to be the same theme, but that one will be just as good for you big kids. So please, come along, bring a friend. We can't wait to see you then. Um, those are all the announcements we have, so let's just go ahead and say a prayer here and just welcome the, the Holy Spirit to come and be with us, and then we'll get started. So Father God, we just thank you. Thank you for this house that you have built. Lord, we glorify you. We honor you, God, and we just, we just declare that you are welcome here. Lord, we pray that each and every heart here tonight would have a fertile place for you, that a seed would be planted that would grow in such a time as this, God, that it would grow ferociously. Lord, we are here tonight because we want to be. We are not here out of obligation. And so, Lord, we pray that you would come, that you would be with us. As we lift our voices to join the angels tonight, God, we say that you are worthy of all of the praise. And we love you, and we just invite you to be here. So please stand on your feet, and let's worship our King tonight. Amen. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken.
joy to honor him. We're excited to be here. We want to be where his presence is. And Lord, we just ask you to fall even now, Lord, that you would just come meet us right where we are. You are so good. You are so worthy. It is our joy to honor you, Father.
Jesus. This yoke is easy. It's burden is so light. This yoke is easy. It's burden is so light. attention and it agitated me. I was agitated because I, it caught my attention it would make me think about it. You know what I'm talking about? I was just like, really? And as the day went, I just got I was getting more agitated about it. And, and, it, and it didn't directly have to do with me but it did, if you know what I'm saying. But it was just, it, it was just like why, why does this have to happen, you know? And at one point, I just said, I stopped. I said, God, you have it. I'm out. And I literally prayed. I prayed about it just, just for a couple moments. What is this long, crazy, you know, big spiritual prayer? I prayed. I gave it. Literally, in my heart, I just turned around. I walked away. And you know what? Right away, the agitation left. Right away, it, it wasn't in my mind. Right away, it wasn't catching my attention until today somebody brought it up to me but anyways uh, that's another thing but 
we have a God that will take our burdens as insignificant as that situation, because it wasn't really that big a deal, right? To the biggest thing that you carry. We have a God that if you're willing to, to say, okay, I give it to you. Amen. And you pray and you give it, and he takes it, and you have the ability to do this. Right? And get on with your life. Amen? Amen. That is a God who will scoop up the biggest burden you have right down to the little ones and grab it from you and take the weight off your shoulders. Amen? So how about this? Let's, let's give him our burdens right now. How many of you have a burden to give? Let me see. Okay, let, let's give. Right now, in a simple prayer, just whatever, whatever you need to say, however you want to say it, right now, just speak it out and give those burdens over to Jesus so he will take those burdens and give us the burden that's easy and the yoke is like, Lord, hear us tonight. So many different things going on with these people here, but they're all people who believe in you and live by faith and give over to you the burdens that they carry. Lord, and we thank you that you care so much that you're going to grab them, you're going to pick it up, you're going to take the weight off so they can walk away and be in peace that's not weighing on their mind, weighing on their heart, agitating, taking their attention, Lord, sapping their energy. They live in another place of freedom that they find in you. Thank you for hearing us tonight, Lord. Thank you for taking those burdens, Lord that we live in you and we live by you and we live for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank him, thank him for taking it. Go ahead, just thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for taking it. Thank you for picking it up. Thank you for bearing the load. Thank you for doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Let's, let's sing through that one more time, okay? You lifted my Lord. You lifted my Lord. You lifted my Lord. You lifted my Lord. You lifted my Lord.
Well, we're so glad to have you here with us. If you would, just go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening. Your kiddos can head on back. We're so glad to have you here with us. Well, it's good to have you. I know they're getting all the kids checked in downstairs, so we'll give them a second to, uh, to finish that. While, while they're doing that, before we take up tithe and offering, I do have a couple more uh, quick announcements, and they're, they're kind of new ones. Uh, let me do that while, while they're still downstairs checking kids in. So um, the funeral home next door, Walter and Lewis, they do, they do quite a bit of things in our community, if you did not know that. Um, Something they're a part of, I don't know if they sponsor the whole thing, but they're a part of it, is they, they do a first responders appreciation honor field. And people can uh, donate money towards flags that they put in the field, and it honors first responders. As a church, by the way, we sponsor two flags to go out in the field. Uh, but they did send something out about people that if you're interested in helping set the field up, and I don't know all the details about it, it's at Mercy Hospital, and uh, it is May 21st, Saturday morning at 9.30. So uh, if anybody's interested in that, what I'm going to do is, Pat didn't know this, I'm going to give this to Pat. That way uh, Pat can 
give you the more information that's on this paper if you're interested. I know I didn't give the whole picture, but Pat, uh, they, they, they do the coffee they do on Thursdays over there, so they're kind of connected. So you can see Pat about that. And one other thing is there's something called LifeWise Academy. And I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that, but LifeWise Academy is a um, instruction program uh, that if a school board or the school system um, allows it to happen, it's a time-released uh, thing that happens during the school week where kids are taken out of class, taken off the property, and they're given religious instruction, okay? Uh, LifeWise Academy, um, based out of the Nicene Creed, if you don't know that is, that's what uh, we play on Sundays before church sometimes in that video. Um, that's the basis of, of what they say their, their doctrinal statement is. But they do it in different school systems. They had a meeting with Urbana, I think on Tuesday, the school board, about putting LifeWise Academy in Urbana schools. And that during the day, kids that sign up for it with parental consent, they gather them, they, take, they, they teach them things about the Bible and whatnot, then bring them back to school. So it, it's a good program. Uh, I don't know a ton about it. But one thing about it is, uh, in order for the school board to even hear it and go forward, they need 200 signatures, yes. kind of like a petition. So I know they already met, but I'm going to pass this around. If uh, Mike, if you put a pen on this, and if you're not, if you don't, if you're not sure about it, it's not a big deal. But if, if, if you're interested, you can and you want to, you can sign a petition, ask for a name and an email. Uh, the second page uh, of this thing, I think it has a little bit of an explanation about it, a little more if you want to read it. But go ahead and, uh, yep, their website, you can jump on there. The website's on, on the paper there. But anyways, uh, any, anything that we can do to get in the schools uh, about the gospel, amen? amen. Um, so if you're interested, that will get passed around during service, and you can sign that if you want. If not, it's fine, okay, uh, also. So anyhow, having said that, tithe and offering. If you have something to give and you haven't prepped that already, please do so. I'm going to pray. And if, and if you have something, you can bring it down. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to give tonight. And Lord, as we gather in your house, in your name, and worship, and praise, and in our giving, gathered as fellowship of, of those who follow you, I pray as we give, Lord, that you, you do bless us. And, and we know that you're always, always opening doors and providing, even when we don't understand that you're doing it. And I pray our giving in response to that is pleasing to you, that the tithe is holy unto you. And we live in response to the goodness of God, the provider, our Father. And we thank you for all those things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have something, you can bring it. And if you've got your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. That's where we're going to be tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 1, and, and we're actually going to start in verse number 1. Now, it's sort of, this is not what I'm talking about as I'm going to start with this tonight, but just something caught my attention today, different than what I was talking about before. Um, I saw, and this is a much more common thing that I think we're aware of, I saw in Nigeria that there was a, a Christian woman that was stoned in the last couple of days, and I'm assuming it had to do with her faith in Jesus. So persecution is happening worldwide. Um, if you pay attention to the news, you saw there was a shooting at a supermarket in Buffalo on Sunday, along with the church in Texas, and there was another church in California. California, then there's something, in okay, so it's random thing. This stuff happens all the time, right? And of course, 
the ongoing, uh, we know we're waiting for a decision on, on Roe versus Wade and what that means federally, but then what happens statewide. And, but they're all connected because it's all people killing people. What I want to remind you is don't become comfortably numb in the state of our world. And in that, don't give up. Amen. That you be people of prayer. Okay? That's our first step, amen? The Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood, amen. but against principalities, powers, rulers of the dark. Okay, so we, we pray. Then along with that, then we are called to let our light shine that people may see our good deeds and praise our Father in heaven, and we share the gospel. And don't, don't give up to the point you, you're comfortably numb that you don't notice it, but on the flip side of it, you're comfortably numb that you think there's nothing we can do about it. Your neighbor is something you can do about it, right? That we must share the gospel and pray, not just for our nation, but for our world. Okay? So I, I just want to remind you about that, that, that we are engaged in a lost world Listen, the, the lost world that needs Jesus. Amen. Okay? And I, listen, I understand, I understand, I'm, I'm very, very well aware that the way is narrow and the way is much less populated than the wide road. And I understand that, that there is a good portion of the world that absolutely rejects Jesus and rejects his way. But I will not give up trying to populate the narrow way as much as I can. I will not. I, I know some people, it's just too far gone. Nope, 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 nope. Till the day that Jesus comes back, if I happen to still be breathing and alive, I will be doing what I can do to let my light shine because our world needs to see it. And it, it's just... Uh, just knowing just the general state of things and these things pop up and it, it's so consistent you just kind of go, oh, just another thing today, right? Don't get comfortably numb with the lost state of our world because that stops the urgency of the gospel, right? That we were always people looking and seeing the opportunity to share because our world needs Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. People of prayer, people of action. All right, that's not my message. It's just on my heart. After I, I was thinking about it after Sunday, and then, then I, saw, I just saw that just right before I drove into work or church tonight. My heart was just like, my gosh, you know, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us and help us. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church that is in Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole uh, of Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You should be people that are giving grace and peace to others. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction 
with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we shall share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when patiently enduring the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we now want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And he delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. And you must also help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Paul and his companions, they share in the sufferings of Christ. Do you know, do you know that uh, as a believer you're not exempt from suffering? Let me burst the bubble right there. That the, the bless. The blessings of God, in part, are the fact that we share in the sufferings of Jesus. Now, I know that sounds like that doesn't go together. But we are not greater than our master. If Jesus was persecuted, we may be persecuted also. And those persecutions may be because of being believers who share the gospel. Amen. But I find it really interesting here, and it's a really simple thing to talk about tonight, that Paul identifies that God is the father of compassion, and he is the God of comfort. See, he comforts us in our troubles, in our afflictions, and our sufferings. Even to the point Paul was writing, there, there was a point we even despaired for our very life. They, they thought they were headed towards death. And, and, and certainly that comfort is in the way of help, it's the way of uh, encouragement, consolation, that God is never far from us in our suffering. But I love what Paul says. He says, we suffer so that we can in turn comfort those who are in any trouble themselves. We comfort with the comfort that we have received. You see that? See, as we share in the sufferings of Jesus, as it overflows into our lives, so that comfort also overflows. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. See, it's an amazing thing that the sufferings of Jesus that we experience, Jesus identifies with our suffering because of his own suffering. We do not serve a God who has not suffered himself. Jesus identifies with our suffering because he himself has suffered. God is not far from us in any area of our life, including our suffering. 
but we are comforted in our suffering. In other words, our suffering, if we allow God to, is always matched by his comfort. So, so it's kind of like this. If you suffer on a scale of 1 to 10, you say it's an 8. It's not like God's comfort comes in on a scale of 2. You suffer on a scale of 8, it's com comfort's coming at least on a scale of 8. Right? As a matter of fact, I would say his comfort will exceed our suffering if we will turn to him and allow him to do that kind of work in our life. In other words, we are never overmatched or never overwhelmed out of the comfort of God. Amen. Amen. But see, here's the amazing thing about it, though. And I love what Paul's saying here, is that, that the same comfort that we receive is the overflow from our life to other people. So in being bound to Jesus, we're bound to those in the family of faith with us. And as we receive comfort, it's not only for our own sake, and it is, but it goes beyond that, that our, our comfort is to overflow to other people. So in my personal distress, my personal distress ultimately is going to lead to comfort for you. You see that? Think about that. The things that I go through that I consider distress and suffering and that whole big deal ultimately is to your benefit. And you go, what in the world? How does that work? Because God always works in what he doesn't sow. He's amazing at that. He is the God that will take the work of the enemy and turn it into something for his good. He didn't sow it, but he reaped of it. So my suffering, ultimately, if, if, if we understand and live in the kingdom the way he calls it to, my suffering ultimately turns into your benefit. Now, it's not like I'm sitting here going, okay, I hope you all suffer so I get something good. That's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm not cheering on suffering for your life. You know, as a pastor, I hear, hey, you know, pastor, this is going on. I'm like, and I'm going, yes, yes, yes. No, I'm not doing that, okay? I'm not happy you're suffering. But then the work of God does what only God can do. And when I suffer, he is able to do a work that ultimately it benefits you. For when I am comforted, it is then producing something that in turn brings comfort to you that produces patient endurance. Now, there's a lot of us that we never get past our own self. And we're very caught up in our own self. So, if I'm in affliction or struggle or suffering or turmoil, whatever it is, especially if it's connected to the gospel, I am certainly praying that God will help me. And you should. Cast that care upon him. He cares, right? 
But you don't want to be in unbelief yourself when you receive that comfort, say, great, I've got what I needed, and just kind of be happy about it. That the comfort you have received grows you and teaches you and matures you in a way that you are a person that gives as much comfort as the comfort you have received. And you can't be a person that gives comfort if you're just stuck up in yourself. <laughs> and you have no idea really what's going on around you. You see what I'm saying? Is that right? My comfort ultimately ends up for your benefit. And, and the benefit ultimately is that we learn in these moments to be dependent upon God. Notice Paul said that, that all the things that were happening made sure that they were relying on him in this life. We're talking about that Sunday. One of the ways that keep us on the way is to be dependent upon him. That I must live life in him. So when I do experience affliction and trial and, and suffering, that my leaning on him allows that free openness to receive the comfort that matches what I'm going through. But then because we're to be people who not only can freely receive from God, but we also must people who then do what? If we freely receive from God, what are we supposed to do? If we receive freely from God, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Freely give. That you will find that the kingdom of God is about not just what you receive, but what you do with what you receive. So what you receive ultimately is an overflow to give to others. When you're blessed, what are you supposed to do with your blessing? Be a blessing. Right? When you receive forgiveness, what are you supposed to do with your forgiveness? Learn how to forgive. When you receive patience, what are you supposed to do with that patience? Learn how to be patient. Right? For all the good things that God brings to your life, it's never for you to store up and make a proverbial building bigger barns. That's straight out when it comes to finances, but it comes to all things in God. That what I receive, I'm the person who freely gives it. So I'm thankful, I am extremely thankful that you receive comfort from God. 100%. I pray for it. But then what are we doing as a body of believers who's receiving that kind of comfort? One of, the, one of the greatest things that we can do as a church, as a body of people who meet together, and, and, we, and we say things like, we're in this together, we're growing together, we're helping one another. Do you believe that? Yeah. Well, then we have to do it. Amen. You know what I mean? That's a, nice, that's a nice statement. We're in this together. We're growing together. We're helping one another. Everybody say, amen, and then, but, but are you giving freely as you have received? That is how we're in this together. That's how we're growing together. That's how we're helping one another. In all the things that God is freely doing in our life that we in turn give it. Comfort. It, you know, I, see, I see one of the critiques of the church 
is that we preach this wonderful grace of God, but yet we don't offer it too much to other people. How many, how many of you ever walk like very freely in the grace of God? I mean, you're just like, man, I need his grace. My goodness. But then we get stingy at other people about it. I mean, you, you live freely in the grace of God, but when it comes to other people, you're just like, yeah, I don't know about you. And it's just judgmental attitude. You're not in grace. Where, where's the grace that you freely received? Isn't that right? That what we do to other people is a reflection of the work of God in my life. There, there's a parable about, it's about forgiveness. But you know the parable, I think it's Matthew 18, somewhere in there, where, where this guy owed this other guy a whole bunch of money. And the guy that was owed the money came in and said, pay up, man, if you don't, I'm going to chuck you in prison. And the guy said, please have mercy on have mercy on me. And the guy had mercy on him and, and forgave the debt, Right? But the guy that received the mercy, he turned around and went and found somebody that owed him money, actually much less money than he owed the other person. And he said, pay up. And the guy said, no, 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 I, I can't, I can't. Have mercy on me. But the guy wouldn't have mercy on him. And Jesus had some harsh words about that second guy. What are you freely receiving in your life? We've got to be people who learn how to freely give it. So it shows up in very practical ways. And I know I'm taking this out of the comfort thing, but just think about it this way. So I think about, I often, I often think about God's patience with me. I often think about that. And I often think about, man, you're still patient. I mean, it's really just why I say, wow. I'm, I'm amazed by the patience of God. How much he puts up with me. You know what I mean? And then always at some point, my thinking turns, am I that patient with other people? And I'm always convicted, you know? You could think about it in so many different ways. The blessings of God, the forgiveness of God, the goodness of God, the comfort of God, which is the context here, comfort. That, that we, we, listen to me, I think as human beings, we like to be comfortable. Don't, don't we like to be comfortable? Yeah. You, you like to lay down at, at night and take a deep breath and go, I think everything's okay. So you can sleep good. Right? You want the comfort like that in your life. I think, I think human beings as a whole share that. We want, in other words, peace. We pray for that kind of peace because Jesus is the prince of He's able to give that peace, right? And we pray that in our life, and we are experiencing that, that comfort in so many different ways. When you wake up the next day, be a person that gives that kind of comfort and peace to other people, especially those you know who are in trouble and suffering and turmoil. Amen? Because in that, you're helping teach them to be patient and endurance and perseverance. In other words, doing this long term together is what we do as believers. Amen? 
if we could be that kind of people, I think, I think, I think not only in the church there would be so much more strength, but there's something about a lost world that sees things like that. They may not believe it. They may think it's fake at first. They may think it's just a bunch of religious stuff, but they really realize that's the kind of stuff I want. Isn't that right? Looking for that. People outside of the body of believers should be able to see in, and, and I've said this before, you can catch what I'm saying here, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't say it like this, but in a roundabout way they're saying, oh my goodness, that's what the kingdom of God looks like. See that? Now, listen to me. They won't say that because of how hardcore the preaching is or how loud it is or how... That's not, that's not why. They won't say that because our music's good or we shout when we sing. They won't say it because of that. They'll say it because they notice how we treat each other. And they see the goodness of God enacted in, in how we live. That's what they see. Because we can preach from the Pope and sing all we want to, but they see our actions. Right? They see what we do. And one of the greatest things that they see is this level of comfort that's given from one to another, especially in the midst of the trials and struggles and sufferings of our life. Amen? I want, I want us to be a people like that. I want us to be a people that when the body is, is celebrating, then the whole body celebrates. But sometimes when there's a certain part of the body that's struggling, then, then we pick up a burden. That involves our prayer. That involves our encouragement. That involves sometimes, if you can, something beyond that. That we are people who are really functioning together properly. In only the way that God can bring a diverse group of people, so many different personalities and so many different ways of seeing certain things and, and so many different everything. But yet somehow we're a body that does this and walks together and works together and, 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 and functions right. And, and we are the foothold of the kingdom of God on this earth until he comes again. Amen. But it only happens when we're, we're working together properly. Amen? Now, I think it would be a good exercise in your, in your own free time, personal time, to think about how or what things God has freely given you. How often? How he has shown his patience, right? And, and you, you think about that. Now, what will happen is, first off, that will cause a response of praise from you. You are a good God. Oh, my goodness, and I can't believe how good you are. It will it'll, it'll bother your mind a little bit. You, you're a good God. But then, at some point, let that, that, 
switch kind of turn and go, Lord, teach me and show me how to be that way towards other people. I want to embody your goodness to me. So all the things that I receive from you ultimately is a benefit to other people. Isn't that, isn't that the selfless life we've been called to live? Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's, that's the kingdom way. That is part of, of what we were talking about a week ago, that this whole thing where Psalm 25, and we were at Psalm 25 last Wednesday, the whole Psalm. Sunday we, we jumped into it for a part. We're going to actually jump back into it a little bit on Sunday again because it goes with uh, this next thing of the ways that keep us on the way. Show me, teach me, guide me. That, that, again, this, this deep, this deep-rooted formation is happening in us. That is a true reflection of who God is. No surface stuff. I'm not interested in surface Christianity. I'm not, I've heard some, I, I heard somebody say it like this. So I'm stealing this, but I'm allowed to. Because um, the person did it for my benefit, see? Uh, so, um, I'm not interested in easy, cheesy, cotton, candy, Christianity. Surface-level Christianity. Surface-level Christianity shows up. God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. That's what surface-level Christianity does. I just, I need, I need, I need, I need. Okay, great. But what are you doing with it? I'm interested in deeply formed Christian life that absolutely, ultimately, in the journey with Jesus, changes you so you do something crazy like all the comfort I receive emptily actually becomes a benefit to you. You see that? There's, there's a change. There's something happening. Different. It's not the way things are, but, but it's the kingdom life. That's what I'm interested in. No surface-level stuff. It, it takes maturity to say, God, all the things you bless me with, actually the blessing is it's a benefit to somebody else, actually. That, that's maturity. You know that? Lord, Lord, change us, deeply rooted, change us to be an ultimate reflection of, of who you are. Amen? Do you believe you can become that way? That, that's a big question right there. Some of you say, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, yeah, you can. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I believe in you. You know why? Because I found a God who believes in me. A God who reached out to me, a God who loved me, a God who took the first steps towards me, a God who made me in the first place, and when I was a dog sinner, didn't give up on me, kept, kept breaking into my world until I finally said, okay, you can have me. He, he kept coming. He kept coming. See, I, I, believe, I believe in you like that. Amen. You, you can do this if you let the Holy Spirit work in you. And sometimes the Holy Spirit comes in and, and, and he, he kind of picks things out like, like a weed in the garden. Except unlike you just pulled the top off. No, he actually gets the whole thing. So don't come up again later. You know, he digs. And you go, ah, you're like, ow, oh, okay. Jeez. 
And every once in a while, not, not often, but every once in a while, it's more like a wrecking ball. Poof, poof, poof. And you're like, whoa, but it's, it's for your good. He's, he's, got, he's got to do a remodel job. The, the bones are good. He made it, but, but the inside got messed up. Now he's coming to do a remodel job. So he's picking. He's, he's, he's doing what he needs to do. So there, there is a transformation right here. That is, again, that deeply rooted change to be like him. That's what I'm after. Amen? Amen. Okay. You want, you, want, you want to do this together? Yeah. Huh? You really want to be in this together? Yeah. Do you really want to grow together? Yeah. You really want to help one another? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I may not hear the best, but I heard all of you. I heard every single one of you. I did. I can hear what I want, okay? I can. All right. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you. Help us, Lord. Help us live for the benefit of other people in the wonder of what you have been doing in our lives. Lord, help us. Lord, each day, Lord, I, I pray that each one of us, we, we reach out to you, even if, it's, even if it's just a moment, in need of you. That we constantly are opening ourselves up for you to do the work that you do. In this life of living with you, Lord, that, that we know the scriptures say that our labor is not in vain that that work of the Holy Spirit that, that is happening, Lord, that, that we see at least glimpses of revelation in some ways in understanding of our growth, not, not in a prideful way, but, but, man, there is something actually happening. And it's good. Lord, that you can take at first glance what looks like a, just a big piles of junk in a junkyard and make something beautiful and wonderful out of it. That's what we want to see inside of us. The wonder of the goodness of new creation working through our entire being. Lord, do that work. We ask you of it. Do that work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Again, if you need prayer, come on down. We'd love to pray with you. If not, love somebody as you go tonight. Encourage somebody. Pray with somebody. Smile at somebody. Do something.